Hi, I'm Kellen Acosta, and subscribe to 110 Football. Hey everyone, we hope you were able to enjoy a weekend without LAFC. Never fear, Vince and I are here. Might be a voice change. Just mixing it up a little bit. All right, well, don't forget, defenders are going to be here, too. I didn't forget them. Max, uh, we're all going to talk about the LFC players away on your national duty, who might have benefited most from the break, and I even spoke to a few players at training last Friday, so you'll get to see that tape. Wait, where was I? You know what? You don't have to be there. I actually prefer if you're not there, so when I talk to players, I can be alone and we can really connect. Well, it's the last time I signed a contract on a jack-in-the-box napkin. Is that the pen you use? It's the exact pen. It smells like tacos. This is LFC 360. Okay, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of LAC 316. And as you heard Kellen Acosta say, subscribe if you haven't already. We subscribe. made it to 1,000, so please subscribe. Uh, but no game this weekend for pretty much anyone in MLS, including our beloved LAFC. But there's still plenty of talk to talk about. So joining me today, to my right, I'm going from right to left, so you keep it down over there. Yeah. JR the Scarf. Ayo. Yeah. Philly. Ayo. Of course, if we bring one defender, you get the other. Defenders, package I like it. deal. Package deal, yeah. Well, and, very well explained. And at the <laughs> end, Max Bredos. Max, we are going to continue the thing that we were doing in rehearsal. Maybe I'm not going to say what it is so that maybe the oh, people don't see it. You want to <laughs> play that game? You want to play that? <laughs> what, let's, not, let's not bury the lead here about the humdinger we heard before we started taping that Philly has an assistant named John Scarf, which I thought was him incognito, but it wasn't. Nope. And now we found out he didn't even know who John Scarf was. It, it, it's bizarre. I, I, I have one scarf in my life, but I literally had two. I remember when I met my assistant, he introduced himself to <laughs> me as, as John Scarf. <laughs> and I laughed. I literally spit out my coffee. I'm like, wait a minute. Did you just say your last name is Scarf? And he has no idea about no, he right. has no clue so about he like, why are you being rude to me? Yeah, and, and I explained the situation. He's like, who would have who thunk it? You have two scarves in your life. I'm like, I have many more, and so does my counterpart. But, yes, I do have two scarves. This one's not my assistant, even though I try to make it. I don't believe it. I bet you Did you know JR has a racehorse? and it's a Philly? <laughs> yeah, yes, I mean, I if you Google to... what a Philly is, you might have more fun at my nickname. Oh, I'm going to have to walk off the stage here. <laughs> uh, last week, we crossed that pivotal 1,000 subscribers Woo! marker. Thank you, folks. Now we're gunning for two, and we've been told getting to two is a lot quicker than number one. If you haven't subscribed <laughs> yet, shame on you. I see some new faces in the room, but seriously, click on that button, like the video, get the thumbs up. We live in Thumbs Up City. Uh, the algorithm loves it. So, uh, by the way, we, we our favorite soccer USA Said he's a bar manager. He had Mark Anthony K go in the bar and said that he gave him a black and gold discount. Some new faces too. Ooh, can hey, we get that black and gold we, discount? I guess yeah, questions can in we there. Go? We're yeah. have questions We're ready. And, On location. And what's up to Nico, who I guess was away? Nico the pug. Great name. What's up to Nico? Fantastic. So let's That's let's mob. Especially if he is a pug. <laughs> Everyone's in the room, the chat's hopping, so let's get started. Let's go into hashtag what's trending. What's trending? What's trending? Uh, we started off talking about the international break. So let's talk about some of our players that took part in this international break. There was five players in total. Let's start with the guy that played the most and the one that I think, look, we all love Canada, but more yeah. near and dear to our hearts, the United yeah, States Yeah, Connor's not team. on the show today. Connor's yeah. not on the show today. Let's talk about Kellen Acosta. He had a great match against, and that's not Kellen Acosta on the background. They can't see what that's they're pointing right. at. Uh, but ah. There we go. That is Kellen Acosta as I, as I break the fourth wall. Kellen Acosta, he started in the match at Azteca. Had a little cameo performance in what was already a blowout 
against Orlando. What were your guys' thoughts on uh, Kellen Acosta taking a bigger role this this window? Look, Kellen Acosta was doing Kellen Acosta things, right? We know he's going to be great on set pieces. We know he's going to be clinical, at least tactical with the ball. He's going to slow play up a little bit. And when you're playing in Estadio Azteca, you need somebody there with a calm, cool head, somebody who's been a, a U.S. men's national team veteran now for quite some time. And I thought Greg Berhalter got exactly what he expected out of Kellen Acosta. Somebody I, I, with a motor. Yeah, so it's going to be a tough uh, job to replace a Weston McKinney one way or another. But now he has the opportunity to step it up. And you could argue that the U.S. was having a really tough time advancing the ball across the midfield. His passer percentage was around 64%. But as he got into that final third, his efficiency went up to 85. And he had a couple of great plays that led to near goals. Some dimes. Yeah, he had the best, the, the dimes, the perfect way. There's that yeah. teardrop to Gio Reyna, which was the PFOC chance that wasn't converted. <laughs> But we always heard about Kellen Acosta when we were talking about who's going to replace Weston McKinney. And many, there was other alternatives. But people said, oh, Kellen Acosta's got a good history against Mexico. Had the assist in the Gold Cup. Grand, that was in Las Vegas, not at altitude mm -hmm. at the Azteca. But he's had good games down there, too. And he's played those games to Scarf's point. So he was a good fit, and he played great. He was an important part. And I think you look at projecting him towards he's going to be a guy that will get minutes mm -hmm. if and when U.S. qualify for the World Cup. Because he is part of that four, five, five, maybe six-man rotation that will be in that midfield. Well, he's for like Qatar. the next. He's like the next man up. Yeah, not and he's he's so versatile. He's but, so versatile. But not everybody thought he had a great performance. Max and I don't delve into U.S. national team tour. Well, actually, Max does too much. Maybe I do. Well, I got I got to peel back. So, so instead, <laughs> we just shadow tweet. We just text each other back and forth, and right. we were like, "Why are people getting on Kellen Acosta when one he had the two best passes in the game?" Yep. Although some people were saying. Oh, that, uh, that pass to Pulisic? What a great run by Pulisic. So Pulisic <laughs> can do no wrong in people's eyes. But Kellen Acosta, because he does not play like Weston McKinney, gets downgraded for some reason. I, I, I just don't get it. And I was telling Max and that I was like, they want everyone to play like Musa. And it, 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 does, it just doesn't happen. Musa has a way about him. He's on the ball. He's patient. He's able to get on the ball, and he's brave enough to beat some guys and drive the ball forward. It's not really Kellen's game, but we did see in that ball he slipped through to Pulisic in the tightest areas of the field. 30 yards and in. He has a mind about him, and he's able to play a pass. So why wouldn't you want a guy like this? I, I just didn't quite understand. Who could also fill in at right back. Who can also, who can also, also right use back. the left foot. Who can also play eight the, or six. Play the yeah. six or the eight. And stop getting so fed up on these numbers. He plays the eight in a different style. People should be doing backflips that you have a Kellen Acosta. Than that. Every national team manager would be going, uh, yes, where, no, where do I sign you're up? You're absolutely right. And look, a lot of what he does doesn't translate to the back of the top soccer card, right? Like these are things <laughs> that you have to be watching. Jaded reference. <laughs> Top still, hey, top still makes the cards. cards out. They, Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but no, these are things that don't appear on the back of the card. The, the set piece that leads to the next connection, right? Whatever they it should. might be. These are the things that Kellen Acosta does so well. And if you're actually watching the game and not just looking for things like, oh, how did Pulisic play today or how did Gio Reyna play today, then you're seeing a lot of the great things that Acosta does. A lot of folks happy with the Gio Reyna goal. That is a another level. I mean, he, not he goal, had the dribble. The, 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 the almost dribble. Goal. He, he had that 86 Maradona-like run. Minus oh, wait, the so scoring. you gonna say that? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna can't. say that. People He's... giving me grief. I go, we know. Well, he didn't score. Yeah. I know he didn't score, but, but how often do you see that? Yeah, but then again, there's only one Maradona, so that makes perfect sense Ugh. why he didn't score. It was at the same stadium for crying out loud. Yeah. So when it comes down to it, it wasn't just Kellen Acosta that got playing time from LAFC. Why don't we give a shout out to some of our Canadian players? You know, congratulations to Team Canada. First time in the World oh, Cup in 36 Canada. years. We had Daniel Henry, who featured, and Maxime Cripeau, who didn't feature, but he's still on that team. Why don't we talk about those guys? What does Maxime got to do to No, let's keep talking about Kellen Acosta. <laughs> what does Maxime got to do to get to the number one spot? I know they have a <laughs> I will say this. Dane St. Clair. It's got to be paper thin. It's I mean, he's, Borjan is playing every game, but Crapo played earlier in the thing. 
it's got to be really tight. I, I think Post it'll so be less of what Maxime has to do to get in there, more of what Borjan might do on his case to lose the spot, right? Yeah. Because I think he's the default. I'll tell de you facto. one way he should lose that spot: sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> right? Wow. Well, his outfit, rough. his outfit for the Jamaica game was something. It was the beanie, sweatpants, under. It was like he <laughs> looked well, like a, a Christmas blizzard. <laughs> Christmas employee somewhere. It's like. <laughs> we should give a shout out to to former LAFC player Mark Anthony K, who's also going to be a part of that. Although was he tried done, real hard not to help in that was uh, done dirty <laughs> by a, he got Concacaf totally right. done dirty. I mean that flop was worse than when they came out with the Cheetos lip balm. I mean the acting on the other end of that. He shouldn't day. he shouldn't get up. He still shouldn't have engaged. There. Yeah, I'll say this, and I love Mark Anthony K, and he's going to hate me for saying this, but he knows what he's doing there. He knows. Yeah. Mark. I love, I love Mark with a little bit of an bait. edge. I like him as a tough player, and I think he is a, the type of guy that really stands up for teammates and, and wants to get involved, kind of the way that people were celebrating Luca Della Torre for standing up for Pulisic. But you know CONCACAF now, dude. You know what's going on. Ugh, I just I, – yeah, I look, feel for him, but I'm like, I, you know, you know. Uh, but I'm excited to watch Daniel Henry because, obviously, he's been a part of that Canadian men's national team for over a decade now, mm -hmm. really. And, and he, whether it's Alfonso Davies or whoever else by his side, he is a key piece on that back line. A couple of players that were hoping to be key pieces moving forward for their respective nations as well. We got Chiqui Palacios and Jose Cifuentes. While they're not getting a lot of burn, they're going to be part of this next cycle moving forward. It's going to be great. I'm just blown away with the defender transitions here to – get this conversation moving on we'll take it uh, no that was wonderful uh yeah by the way really quickly on daniel henry coach likes him there he's played in a back three he's playing a back five he'll yeah. he will feature coach likes him the coach likes him here coach likes him here he's, as well i mean he's, he's finding, happy that he's playing with he's, lz getting this coach yeah a lot of people would say he's on the outside looking in but they they really like him it's just about getting him time and that's one of the reasons why he came here from the k-league he's like it was a good experience although it was tough being a part of covid being away from my family now he's back here he knows the platform that he has he has an assistant coach and Mark Dos Santos that knows him really well and they really like him. So I think it's it's depth, but he's also he's a starter. He's a starter quality depth. So yeah. he's, he's going to be big for them. And to Max's point, they do play with three center back slots. Yeah. So there's an extra center back that he can the get in. Sifu and Cheeky outside looking in. It's better to be inside looking out, but they're also on the outside looking in here yeah. uh, yeah. to uh, to perhaps feature in, in the game for Ecuador. We're going to the World Cup and uh, both of these players called up again. Really good news for Sifu, but neither saw the field. Still, I mean, it's going to be an interrupted situation as they come back to the club, but it's pretty good that they are in Gustavo Alfaro's good graces. Cheeky yeah. a little further advanced. He has played some minutes where Sifu hasn't, but uh, it's a great thing. It's a great thing to see these guys have Besides one playing for L.A. and in MLS and one playing for Villarreal in Europe, what is the difference between Estupinian and... Cheeky, like are yeah, they different uh, type of players? Yeah, Estupinian <laughs> is uh, it's, it's a little, a little bit tougher. I mean, we've seen him. He was involved, and in, he wasn't involved. He was, the, he was the reason Weston Kenny broke two, yeah. uh, two yeah. bones in his foot. Uh, better cross the ball certainly Estupinian, but you know, Cheeky Palacios, it's a direct competitor. And I actually talked to him at training. Go, hey, Pervis Estupinian, kind of tongue in cheek, and he was very complimentary of Estupinian. So playing in Villarreal, a little bit older. It's going to be his chance to be at left back. But, again, fullbacks, always very viable, especially yeah. left-footed ones. I want to know what you guys think, though, about Cheeky Palacios. You know, we know he's been hurt to start the season a little bit, didn't quite come in with the best form, but he hasn't played a lot this season with LAFC. And we saw with Kim Moon-Wan, he wanted to be somewhere where he would play a little more. I'm not saying Cheeky Palacios is going anywhere, but what can he do moving forward to help his chances? We know Sifu's going to get run in the midfield at LAFC, mm -hmm. but it hasn't been the case so far. Franco Escobar, Ryan Hollingshead, what, what, what can Cheeky do to advance his case? I think Max already 
brought it up. It's, it's crossing a little bit better in the final third. But what he has already done, and Steve pointed this out, was in that first game of the season, he was aggressive. He was winning his duels. He was being physical. I think that might have what led to picking up a little bit of a knock against Portland was like he, was he wasn't pulling out of anything. He was yeah. going in every challenge. And I think sometimes that's what he's lacked a little bit, where he's like, oh, I can, I can step back here and I can, I can recover and run with him. No, he's, he's going in hard now. And I think he sees, look, Estepignon's a direct competitor with me, but he has that little bit of bite maybe I don't. Right. If I can do that, but then also, yeah, it's it's being composed in those moments. Uh, I don't want to throw it back to the U.S. national team too much, but Anthony Anthony Robinson was a guy that's like, he can play well, he can be physical, but in these last couple of matches, his deliveries yep. is what is the crossing? that national team. Oh, it's through the roof. Incredible what has raised game. the national Incredible. team level above. So Cheeky should look at that, although I'm sure he's not watching U.S. national team games, <laughs> but if he was, he would look at that and say, if I can add that level to my game, not only would it make me a better player, but also my team would be thriving off of that. But congratulations to Cheeky and Sifo. Hopefully they feature a little bit more there with Ecuador uh, as the World Cup is beckoning. The USA and Mexico technically Still have some work to do to officially qualify for the 20. It's over. Anything could happen. And I will say this: Costa Rica is not going to go for six goals. They're I, not. It would be crazy. They would give they? up a goal. They're going to be like, no, we're not. Yeah, we're fourth. They go uh, for six. They're going to get three scored. I'm still going to send some good hoodoo. Fingers crossed. <laughs> that we will discuss everything in Concacaf UEFA <laughs> Common Bowl, the whole world on our new show, Football Without Borders. What a great time for that show to start with the World Cup here. And this is 110 football's take on the game from around the planet. Not only that, but the very next day, we're really excited about this. Check this out. Friday, we'll be live with you right here to react to the World Cup draw. Connor and Vince will host. I'll be along as well. Some special guests be here at 9 a.m. as we see how the groups unfold for this winner's World Cup. Kind of a co-production. Soccer OG, I'll be bringing my resources, which is just me, uh, into it. But watch the draw, and we'll have some feedback as well. I'll tell you what, that first show on Thursday is going to be when we talk about the U.S. qualifying for yes. the World Cup. Yeah. In at least the second or third slot. Uh, Can you imagine Costa Rica going, let's go for six goals, the U.S. are going to go, ha, It's going to be 6-3. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, maybe growing, a, growing up a fan of perennial losers in New York, like anything can happen. I don't want to get too excited. I, I need to see them like, qualify before nah, we're excited in. for it. We're in. Can't wait. Crazier things have happened, Scarf. You and Crazier I things have not happened. Nope. I saw people saying, well, Argentina beat Peru 6-zip to – make sure that they to knock out whoever it was Peru were like, eh, and it was yeah. Argentina who went on to win the World Cup so all right we'll talk Different we'll story. talk about all this Thursday but we're talking about the international game the club game and part of that is 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 jerseys it's kits so guys we've got a brand new class of 22 and we're asking these LAFC players who hey they're fans too they yep. get kits so we're asking them what was their first kit so check this out Ronaldo jersey when he was at Madrid. A Messi. A Madrid jersey with Ronaldo. Yes, Ronaldo's number nine. Uh, like the OG one, like a white one, color number nine. Terry Henry, number 14, Arsenal jersey. A Mexico jersey. A Uruguayan jersey. La del Deportivo Pereira. Eh, de Atlético Nacional. Me la compraron mis padres. Ghana U17 jersey. It was like a Man United jersey. Manchester United. It was the black with the the V, the blue V okay. on top. Fantastic jersey. Talk of jerseys. I know between the four of us, we have a lot of jerseys, and I'm sure that people in the chat, what jerseys you have? What was your first soccer jersey? What's your favorite soccer jersey? Let's just talk jerseys. Actually, let's 
the rest of the show, put it on the back burner. Let's just talk about jerseys because I Let's like talking it. about kits. Yeah. Oh, uh, what do you got there? Got I actually something. brought one. Look at this bad Ooh. mama jamma. This is from the 1990 World Cup, and that was a, uh, a World Cup that meant a lot to me. It was uh, West Germany against Argentina. Andreas Bremer's goal, one nothing. I was one eight. of the worst World Cup finals ever, by the way. Hey, you know what? I was in Munich at the time, so for me, it was incredible. It was uh -huh. incredible being in Germany. I see a name on the back. Oh yes, it was this again. This isn't that very jersey. It's, it's a replica. <laughs> of it but that I mean for me that was uh, that meant a lot because well, I know Rudy Fowler I mean come well, on I man. mean between that curly hair and the mustache I mean that dude looked like a pimp but anyway in 1990 I was in Munich when Germany Rudy won Fuller, the World the Cup pimp. oh my but you see that mustache <laughs> I know no of course just, a mustache in a just no, hearing his voice like and like his the, him in my head and thinking like it'll it, come in off Deutschland ich bin ein pimp um <laughs> oh my god but but just to kind of like close it all up uh, being in Germany when they won the World Cup at 10 years old, that's what made me fall in love with the beautiful, beautiful game. I thought seeing the uh, 86 Mets ticker tape parade was something. Nothing compared to what I witnessed in Germany. The, the, this team winning the World Cup, Klinsmann, Mateos, is my first jersey. I is love it, it. Is that your favorite kit? My favorite kit it's of a good all one. time? Yeah, that you own. I, I would um, top three. Top okay. three. Uh, I guess it would depend on what kind of mood I'm in. I have a 1994 George Haji Romania jersey, Ooh. which was also pretty, pretty awesome. And I got a. And Why I are you laughing? A, That's a good one. What the Eastern <laughs> European Maradona Haji was the we've man. Lost Max for a the Carpathian Maradona, right? They, that was a great. What did they make the quarters? Quarterfinals. They lost uh, to Sweden. Sweden should have made Thomas Brolin with uh, I think went Sweden. bonkers in that game for Sweden. Yeah. So it could have been a semifinal. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great Romanian team. Do you have any good kits, Max? You know, I'm not a big jersey wearer, but, you know, You're when not. I was working at ESPN and Fox before that, everyone would send me jerseys all the time. Now that I'm a full-time employee for LFC, that's dried up, and that's fine. But Minnesota <laughs> uh, Minnesota United sent a nice one. It was like when those those composites of my male modeling things got out. I did not do that. It said male model on the back. <laughs> I did get a bobblehead from the Chicago Fire, which I still have. Huh, we got to see right that. Now. I will bring it into the next show. You guys want to see that? Absolutely. Yeah, yes. I'll Somebody bring it next show. It on eBay. So, I mean, Tell me what you guys think. Craig Griffin, his first kids were Kenny, Dalglish, Scotland, and Liverpool. That's gangster. The Liverpool, the late 70s Liverpool kits were awesome. I bet you Craig Griffin may have a, an Aberdeen uh, jersey as well somewhere there. Back oh, in the sure. Yeah, I wonder how many people have an Aberdeen Christian Ramirez jersey right now. He's oh. playing very well over there. Huh. My, my first kit, by the way, not one that a lot of people would think. I was working for Activision doing game testing at the time, and they sent us a box of stuff, and Xbox was a sponsor for the Seattle Sounders, their inaugural year, 2009. That was my first my first Major League Soccer kit. That's You guys have really lived. You, gotta, you really have. You got a lot of bravery coming on this show. Uh, you know, dropping, I, well, dropping that name. Honesty. That's what you'll get from me every yeah. single time. Honestly. You would have worn a... a an Italian national team, a Zuri jersey, but maybe bad timing. Uh, we're not talking I gotta about that. I got to get him right a North now, Macedonia right? one uh, as a gift. Oh. Yes. Yeah, both of us. <laughs> now, my first was a Juventus kit with Sony mini disc. Mm -hmm. Although I do remember a friend going, a parent, friend of parents went to Rome and they brought us back a Lazio jersey. Ooh. And I feel like I might have had, it might have been in my possession for a little bit. Thank goodness I did not become a Lazio fan. No kidding. Good. Just keep the jersey talk because people love it. But now, all but five LAFC players stayed here in town to continue training ahead of this Saturday's match in Orlando. We thought it was a fine time to reflect on who we each thought could use the extra time the most. We're calling this Give Me a Break. Philly, who needs a break? 
Philly and the scar from Defenders of the Bank. Because I got to tell you, those tailgate muscles just aren't what they used to be. I know I, I know it's hard for us to get there at 7 a.m. and then make it and do a podcast. Anyway, all jokes 7 a.m.? Wow. Yeah, 7 a.m. Oh, yeah, for a there. 7 p.m. game. We usually pitch our tents haha, uh, out on Christmas tree lane. And, yeah, we just can't do that. <laughs> no one would have got that reference if you didn't say hi. I know. <laughs> well, that was the beauty of it. But in, in all seriousness, though, who I think really deserved the break and who really would make the most of it, is Carlos Vela. And the reason why I say that is we know his history with injuries, okay? And the last game, now he's riding a high. He has a goal. He has an assist. He's currently tied for number one with Zellerion, Vasquez, and Sverderski for MLS leads. Four goals and an assist. Coming off a high, he gets a break. He gets to hang out with his family, gets to relax, puts him in a good mood, eases some of the tension off of him, only give, makes him fresh, fresher legs going down to Orlando so he can put the shebang-bang on Orlando City. Vince? Swiderski is a little foreshadowing to uh, talking during the Expansion Mansion show. So join us at 4 p.m. Uh, my who needs a break is Steve Trondolo. And the way I'm going with this, I think Steve needs a break in the fact that there's not many times during the season where you get a chance to just kind of look at your squad and think, what do we need to really improve on? What do we need to work on? And when I was out there at training with them, Steve was adamant. He's like, we're working on all these things. I've got a plan going through this break. I'm really going to be working on stuff. So this is good for Steve to take a look. First four games were undefeated, but can't get too high on your own supply, so nope. he's got to take a look and say, <laughs> "Thanks, Biggie." Another, another, another interesting reference it requires. Yeah, Here, here's where, here's where we're at. Here's where we should go. Here's where we should be. So I think this is a really good moment for Steve to just really take a step back. I think he's been influential on the way the team's been pragmatic, but I'm sure his head's spinning a little bit. So maybe he just take some stock yep. for a second. I'm sure that's been good for him. My give me a break is don't give me a break from all these great jersey references here in the chat room. We got Gerardo with his 2006 Ooh. Club America, Andres. Mexico World Cup 06, good team. Same finish, unfortunately, for Mexico. Jesus Vargas, it, that is the only Inter Milan jersey I will allow, a 97 a Inter original Ronaldo. All their Inter Milan jerseys. Yeah. We had a meeting the other day where our producer was wearing an Inter Milan jersey. I made him change it. Oh, oh. What about a nice uh, Dennis Bergkamp Inter? Ooh. Uh, Bergkamp, Sosa. Didn't, Bergkamp didn't play very well for Inter, so I wouldn't want that. Oh, I liked it. Well, that Actually, was in Milan when, they, when he was playing there. For the humble brag. Yeah, okay. whatever. Let's get going with my uh, give me a break. It's a little bit odd. I'm going to go with Brian Rodriguez. And I was thinking about it, but this is the this is the direction I am coming from with this. Last two years, he was embedded with Uruguay. He was uh, gone a lot of time from this team. They never got it going. Well, that's been different this season. And because he hasn't been called with Uruguay, he has continued with that. So chance to decompress, really refocus, get ready to pick up where he left off. He's had a great start to the season. Now he'll get that goal and become a bigger part where maybe he can make my uh, top 10 DP rankings in the, the next one Ooh, coming up, which you can hear. Another the latest is coming up in expansion. Max's Mansion. DP rankings at 4 the DP p.m. DP rankings. Brian's not in it, but maybe he will be. He's right on the cusp. I thought about it, but really get Wait, that. You said Brian's not in it, but maybe he will be. In the future. Uh, got it. In the future <laughs> if it keeps going. Uh, and, and, get, and get back, to, get all that goodwill. Everything we've heard about is going great with the club. Get it going so that you can be back with Uruguay for the World Cup. It's feeling like a, a real comeback story for him. It could come all back and end really well. Look, a player who was playing like a DP for us last year, who just unfortunately hasn't started off this year nearly as well, Chicho Arango. I really think Chicho is the one who will benefit most from the break. Look, he's barely even played this season. Just one start and, what, 146 minutes total, no goals, no assists, just a yellow card to go on the back of the top soccer card that we were talking about before. <laughs> But this is someone who, look, everything kind of looks the same with him. Look, he's still got the great hair. Yes, he has changed his kit. Reminds me a little bit of Austin Powers when he lost his mojo. <laughs> everything still looks the same. 
But the mojo is my mojo right now. So dangerous uh, middle. Name. I'm thinking that Chicho Arango more than any other player for LAFC can use this break because we all know if LAFC is going to be not just the best in the Western Conference, but the best in Major League Soccer, they need a healthy and a productive Chicho Arango moving. Forward. That's the right answer, really. I mean, we all had good, good ones, but that's the right answer. Chicho could really benefit. From I, this. I was going to ask, you know how sometimes movies, American movies, like kind of make their way around the world at different times. Yeah. So like. Even though it's not relevant to us, Austin Powers anymore, it might be relevant, like in Colombia or something. Do you think Chicho Arango has seen Austin Powers? That's you. That'll be your next question. Out of we're this close. We're, we're this close to never being able to bring up Austin Powers in a show right. at the risk of people not knowing what the heck we're talking. about. I'm sure a lot of people. Unfortunately, know Mike Myers. But to the point about Chicho, they do get some extra training days, kind of in the same way that Steve maybe just needs a, a second to take a, take it all in. Yep. Look at what he's done, what he needs to do. If Chicho takes this time really seriously. It could be not just beneficial to him in the short term, but LAFC in the long term, well, to your point. And we talked about Mahal is coming, by the way. Mahala looks He's here. amazing, yeah. right? He's here. He's, he's arrived. He will be on the under 20, 22 under 22. He needs to be on that. Definitely. And, and he's he's earning that spot over Chicho right now, too. So. Fair point. All right. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I went to training last Friday. LAFC is undefeated after the first four match days, and the team was in great spirits. I wanted to get a state of the club, so I crowd Steve Trundolo, Jordan Harvey, and a few players. Here's what they had to say. All over the map. I think there's been different conditions that have dictated how the game has been played. If I had to say the best football in, in moments was the last one. There's still a lot of work to do, um, but our effectiveness in the opponent's box and our own box has been positive. The atmosphere in the team is great. Still some things that we want to shore up on set pieces. That's been how we're letting in goals defensively, but I mean, amazing start. Uh, the team's got a lot of quality. I think it's been a good start. Obviously, I mean, we haven't lost yet, so that's always a big positive. Kind of like what Ryan said, we've got things to work on, set pieces. Initially, it's just going to be about getting back on our feet, uh, getting healthy, and having some team bonding at times, like uh, Ultimate Frisbee behind me. Uh, but then it's going to be honing in on Orlando. Our squad is pretty small this week. So our focus is on individual and group tactics. And uh, it's an opportunity for these guys to really just kind of focus on their on their individual qualities and maybe work on some finishing, defending, passing, um, heading, stuff like that. That's a great time to do that. Me and kind of the center backs and the back four is about you know, the cleanliness of our passes and how we build up and trying to make that crisp and faster. Because I think, like I said, in the past couple of games, we did that a little bit too slow. And I think we can get better at that. Yeah, for me, it's just getting used to the style here, you know, coming from a completely different uh, tactical style in Dallas and coming here trying to uh, adjust as quickly as possible. Um, there's moments where I feel like I'm in good rhythm and moments where I feel like I need to just continue to grow and uh, be more precise with my passing and, and those sorts of things. So always good to get that time to work on those things. Keeping it fresh, keeping it fun. Uh, there's a lot of international guys out right now, so it's smaller numbers. If his momentum is always good going, then you say you have a little break, which is can be good, can be not good. But I think uh, with this team, with this coaching staff all behind the, around the, around this club, I think we're ready. The break gonna make us even more stronger to to be ready for Orlando game and for the next uh, for the next games. Once guys um, are com coming back from international duty, they, we're traveling. We'll be in Orlando. We have a routine on the road. Uh, once they get into that back to that routine, they'll understand that this is MLS football. 
let's get back to it. And um, you know, for now, it's all been very positive, so it'll be very easy to slip right back into rhythm. I think we just keep doing what we're doing. We are on the right path. It's not like anything, there's no reinventing the wheel. There's nothing that we have to do to, to change up. It's really just pursuing what we've been doing and doing it a little bit better. Even some of the results we've gotten, uh, we can sharpen up some passing, sharpen up some movement. And if we do that, we'll be, we'll be really hard to beat this year. Boom, boom. A lot of love for my, and I kid, twin, Jordan Harvey. It's good that you The guys, twin thing's out the door with his yeah, hair back. It's yeah. not, it doesn't apply it. anymore. Although he is nice enough to always humor me and say like, oh, we're twins, right? I'm like, stop, just stop. Yeah, the folks, <laughs> the folks love uh, Jordan Harvey, including Monster Thruster, who I believe is John Scarf's uh, burner account. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's the comment the of the day so John far. The actual John Scarf or when, John, when, when JR I, goes as John Scarf? It's, it's all so complicated. Just right kidding, now. Monster Thruster. We're glad you're here and glad you subscribed to the show. All right, guys. Well, let's talk a little bit about what we just saw. Uh, one of the things that we did see, and shout out to Lonzo from the LFC PR staff. What a right? throw with yeah, that Frisbee. Yeah. We're going to see the guys playing some ultimate Frisbee, which is something I wouldn't think we'd ever see in any of the years prior. So what did you guys think about the LFC guys having a little bit of fun. Look, we kind of talked about it at the beginning of the season, right? The the tenor, the tone, everything is a little different this year. It's dolo ball instead of uh, everything that Bob Bradley was preaching for the first four seasons. You're starting to see a little bit of levity. Things are a little bit lighter out there on the practice pitch. And, and look, they have to fill this international break with a little bit of fun too, right? We have, what, five guys missing and lots of other guys missing training for there was particular really only reasons. About 14 guys out there. The exactly. numbers were really small. So something play. fun to keep to pass the time while still working on their cardio, right? So there you go. I'm not one of these guys that's all about the vibes, man, the vibes. Like, I don't necessarily subscribe or, or believe in that, but you can sense it not only within As the clubhouse. I love pink. I even got these pink ultra boots to match my jacket. They do. They're you do. pretty Pink's sweet. my favorite color. Off pink. Yeah, but, but close enough. Uh, but the vibes themselves, even if I were to subscribe to them right now, it feels... Easy. We've gone through a couple of really chaotic seasons. And the fact that the boys are having fun, it's showing. I mean, their quest to be best in the West and best in MLS, they're going to need to chillax. And it's fun seeing that. Ultimate Frisbee, I don't think I would have played that. You were more of a hacky sack guy back in the day at LMU. But I love that aspect. <laughs> but another thing that Steve Trungolo said, I mean, he's content but never satisfied. This is a team that's only allowed two goals. Uh, all season long, and the fact that like, he's content, not satisfied, there's still things to work on, you know, it's, it's the vibes. Maybe I am subscribing to them. You, I don't you know. know, it's interesting. You did say, like, it's come easy, and it, it does seem like that by the results, but, I mean, it really hasn't. Carlos Velo goes down in the second game, and we're all we're all worried again. Chicho Orongo has a little bit of a knock. And Frank Escobar, you have to move the fullbacks all over the Escobar. place. Escobar, so, like, it hasn't come easy, so yeah. maybe this break, it, I, I was kind of worried, because that's one of the questions I asked. Momentum. How do you carry the momentum? Maybe this break came out at the exact yeah. right time. For and by the way, I found out that the break is, I didn't know this previously, so I found out that the break, you're given an opportunity if you're a club. If you want to play during an international break, you can have a home game. Uh, so obviously, LAFC, this, I, I believe I got, I got that. So there was three games this weekend, and some of them got a home break. So LAFC, knowing that they're going to have a lot of international uh, departures, uh, would stay out of it. And th they, they have designed this week, obviously, for a long time to know how to best handle it with a smaller group of players so that they're here. Everyone gets immersed in really nicely. I'm also happy to see that uh, ultimate frisbee is not on the list of things that soccer players can't do, like skiing, motorbikes, <laughs> ultimate frisbee. And Max, along those lines, you got Soccer USA in the chat saying you have to bring out the rugby ball and show the fellas. I know. I, mean, I was playing rugby on the beach Sundays. I do every Sundays. Uh, the hammy. Actually, I think. And the sunscreen did not uh, work because it was so windy. So rugby with the way you kind of have to work in groups and you have to positionally get into different areas <laughs> of the field, it might be a good thing for them to try. Less Max, tackling. we got to get you out there next time and do that.
But let's look. Let's 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 move on. Well, hold, hold on. Gomez Jr. like Max and uh, rugby spandex. I give a thumbs up to that. Whoa, <laughs> spandex. No, only for only the for aerobics. No, no. <laughs> not in rugby. All right, let's let's get that out of my mind and let's talk a little bit about Orlando. It's a good memory. The guys, the guys that I talked to, they had a bunch of different ways. A lot of them said that the break is just good to, to actually get into Orlando because they, to their point, and if you're worried about this, guys, they were taking a little break because they didn't have a game that weekend. But Monday, they're really going to get back at it, and they're really going to be yeah. all eyes on Orlando. But they're, they're talking about a few things. They're talking about set pieces, talking about defense, uh, talking about uh, building out of the back, which I think is actually a really big one. I think something that we've seen is the inability to build out the back, or at least feel confident building out the back, is what's hampering the midfield a little bit. So I think finding those rotations will be good. But what are you guys looking forward to uh, to seeing against Orlando that they might have been working on through the week? Look, this is a team that has now hung its hat on defense, whereas the last couple of seasons, we didn't quite see the consistency with the back line and obviously with somebody like Maxime Cropot. So what I'm looking forward to the most is the way that our back line is able to come out of this break and to continue playing as collectively as they have for the first four matches of the season. Unfortunately, the only goal that we gave up, the, the Tristan Blackman goal to Vancouver, was because everybody fell asleep. If you look at, there was a little bit of, of trickery, right, with how Vancouver took the set piece, kind of lulled them to sleep on the ball, and then Burhalter came over pretty quickly. But it wasn't because one person fell asleep on that. That was the entire back line and Maxime all caught flat-footed. So just keep working on the defense. Look, you can't beat us if you can't score against us. So I'll start from there and we'll work our way forward. I'm excited and looking forward to seeing just more opportunities and more goals. The last game against Vancouver, they had their most shots on target with nine. 18 shots, nine of them on target. And they created so many great opportunities. I think Carlos by himself had five chances created, whereas the entire team had 10. And they could have ended up with a much higher scoring line than, than just three. So for this high-powered offense to continue to go, I, I, I see... That's what I'm looking forward to the most, is just seeing them score. And, I mean, Mahala came close, you know, after, you know, breaking a couple ankles here and there. I just, I just want to see more goals. I mean, that's what makes the game fun. Like, like, in Mighty Ducks, it's not worth winning if you mm -hmm. can't win big. Like, that's the way – that's what I'm looking for. Well, Max, last week, last week when we – Stop. Is that another hockey reference? Yeah, it is. Sorry, Max. You get, that's it's technically your, a movie reference. That's your one. That's your one. You got one. But to, to his point about – more scoring chances. When we talked to Jordan Harvey last week, he was like, I think these guys just need to spend more time together. But obviously they couldn't because of the international break, Kellen Acosta gone. So what do, what do they do, Max? It's such a, it's a weird dilemma because you, you have these guys and you have a good portion of what would be a starting 11. Because you keep in mind, Daniil Henry isn't a starter right mm -hmm. now. Maxime Crapeau is, but as a goalkeeper, he could probably slot in, although you don't want to undermine the fact that time with his defenders is very, very valuable. Mm -hmm. Kellen Acosta has been moved around a little bit. We've seen him at right back. We've seen him at number eight. Um, and then, obviously, Cheeky looks like the left back because of the right back situation. So you can almost, you can almost create a, a, a team with a few missing spots. It's just how you transition to that group to filling in with these guys, how many of them fill in. So you might be able to create a real game experience with these guys and have two weeks to do it. But I like the defensive side. I think you can continue – to work on building a group there with Fall and Murillo and Hollingshead, who would, mm -hmm. I would imagine would be three of the four starters. Hollingshead, we'll see on what side, but that might be your lineup. So you can imitate a lot of what the team's going to look like against Orlando. Yeah, I'm of the mind that because you're going to Orlando, it's cross-country trip, and it's out of conference. And one of the most harrowing airports. I don't think they're going to go through the airport, but that's a right. very difficult airport to and get through. And a lot of guys traveling in People dress up as Harry world. Potter. There's going to be changes. That's, yep. what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Yep. Uh, now, it's changes in an Orlando game, which we know what the next game is. 
What, where, where would you where would you land? Would you want changes? Would you would you risk running Kellen Acosta back out there, running him into the ground early in the season? No, I think what we might see in the first 45 minutes might be pretty indicative to what we can expect in that next game that I'll let you allude to in, or again in just a minute. But I think we'll see a solid 45 from the guys, and then I think we'll get some fresh legs in, some subs, some players that might not not normally get as much run as they will in Orlando. Yeah, I, changes. Some changes. Acosta is the interesting one. Uh, depending on who's going to go, because I, I, obviously Craypo you're going to get in there, but there will be, I think they'll lean into that. That's what they wanted, right? They wanted to have a yep, team that yeah. could cover these situations. This has all been, you know, just put into a book and said, all right, this is how the season's going to go. How do we approach this first international week? Yeah, actually, that's, you make a very good point. They do kind of script that. A little bit. They they knew that this was coming. It's not like this is a surprise. At Look all. at their they, options they have. Yeah, they, we they have probably, options. They probably had an idea going in. Obviously, little injuries can happen here and there, but they probably already thought well ahead. Uh, like you said, they got to pick. They got to pick if they're going to have the break off. So I'm sure they're thinking about it. If Pancho was start, I like that. Yeah, from shot. Soccer USA. Yeah. Well, or at least was give out more there. than ten minutes. Look at the midfield. Latif, Iliate, they're there. Yep, ready to go. Tell you what, Pancho, pretty good ultimate frisbee player. But we'll save that for another day. Hmm. Uh, guys, the 110 football away days watch party is back. We had such a great time when LAFC visited Miami. We thought we'd do it again. Connor is going to join me this time, and we'll have plenty of friends in the XRM Theater. So join us, especially all you guys that are in the chat. Come join us. Be part of the chat for that game with us right here on the 110 YouTube channel. That's going to be 4.30 p.m. on Saturday. All right. We need you guys to start sending us questions. This time for questions. Yep. However... We did, and we're going to start doing this now. We put out the call on our social media to ask for some questions because there's a little bit of delay. So if you're hearing me now, I've actually said this 30 seconds ago, and if now you put that all together in your mind, <laughs> you're in an alternate, time, alternate timeline, and it's, it's going to weird you out. So let me just get to the questions. We put it out there. These ones came from uh, Instagram. Uh, it's from Jam Chiva, which I believe how you say it. I don't know. Uh, but he's asking this. Is it win or bust versus Carson because – they, Carson, are in bad form, two L's, and possibly a third versus Orlando. So you guys' thoughts. Is it a bad? No, is it win or bust against, oh. against the Galaxy? Um, now we're, we're kind of we're looking ahead, which we, we don't like to do, but everyone, everyone knew this game was coming. You can't I, avoid it. I don't think it's necessarily a win or bust, but we've never won in Dignity Health Sports Park. So and I if think you don't seize this opportunity, you have to wait another year. Yep. There, there's that element. So, I mean, if we want to say that we're moving ahead in the right direction, I would say, yeah, we got to win. I mean, it's our biggest rival. It really, really is. To get a W on them in a place that has been a house of horrors for us, I think would be exceptionally important and would put us on the path of trajectory to where we believe we need to be. I do think it's win or bust. Yeah. It, you started out saying you didn't. And no, I'm sorry. Well, well, I meant to say, well, I think it's a win. He convinced himself. I convinced myself. It's got to be a W in Carson without a doubt. One. 100% any time that we play any team with Herbalife on the front, it is win or bust. I don't care. We put our best effort out there. We put our best 11 out there. We, it's, that's, ugh. Of course. Wait, wait, hold on. Of course. It's your rival. You want to win every game against but, your rival. You want to win every game, period. What I would say is this. When people say, is it win or bust, what is bust? 
So do we just bust, bust, is, is, bust is what you bust all is your what money's you gone. No, no. Get away well, from the blackjack table. What so in, it is not bust. What in reality? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What in reality is that? So do we just pack up the but, season and uh, it's like, guys, no matter what we do from here on out, does not matter? Well, no, but I'll say this. If what you think is working so well leading up to that game falls so flat in Carson, that's when Steve Trundolo might have to take a look at things and go, okay, but hold on. Now let's really assess things. We said that Carson's in bad form. Sure. But more to your point, you said it exactly right. If we don't win at Dignity Health Sports Park again this year, now yeah. we have 365 more days to hear about it on social media yeah. and out in public, although I have a hard time finding Carson fans in public. But either way, <laughs> that's fine. Wow. I, it's, I'm sorry. It's, some, it's, it's a win or bust <laughs> mentality. Absolutely. But the Hector Diaz, well, yeah, how is LAC going to react to Raheem Edwards at Carson personally? Way, he, I'm booing him every time he touches the ball. <laughs> and then Gerardo, traitor! No, this is like a little bomb in the chat. It just exploded. It Everyone's exploded. Got, I think I Raheem right? gets the hissing. I think Raheem Hector is such a got, lovely guy here. I'm not yeah. going to boo him. But uh, look, this is he knows what he's doing. When you, you agree to deal with the, the crosstown Absolutely. rivals, you know it. But he's got thick skin. He can take it. So he's a big boy. I would say to Hector's question, you, you kind of got your answer from the chat. Yep. You People saw all that chat lit up the Beware second you dropped that question. The, grass. the amount of I snakes. I still think that looks like a green rubber ducky. You know what I think, though? Yeah, some people had <laughs> said this green. because this has been a question a lot of people have been talking about. Like, what do we do? Do we boo them? I know there was talk of rubber snakes, which is funny. Right. Um, I, here's what you do. Same thing you did with Nico Hamalainen when Nico was like, I think they'll boo me. You just don't care. You just really don't yeah. care. He was here for a year. It was right. Nico year. was here for less. Right. Uh, but, like, Look, I think Raheem to That's kind of stroking this rivalry fire. They're not he's there yet. He's trying to stoke it, and and like he hasn't even been a part of it. Look, really, it, so. he's doing what he can to remain relevant, right? Raheem yeah. Edwards, this is him, like getting his 15 minutes. I'm just so. saying, I think good for him. Knowing Raheem, if if the stadium went quiet every time he touched the ball, which it'll never go quiet no. because the 3252 will be churning. Right. Um, he would kind of be like, oh hey, did you guys forget about me? And <laughs> I think that would get him. A little bit in his Make head. him a little more shook, right? Yeah. Get the director of match day presentation who knows? crickets anytime he touches the ball. Who yeah. knows if Raheem would have been a big factor in this very deep LAFC team. So as a career move, maybe it wasn't a bad one. But uh, If you I, still have Raheem Edwards, do they trade for Ryan Hollingshead? Yes. Yes. No. Uh, no. If you still had Raheem <laughs> Edwards. If you still happened? had Raheem yeah, Edwards. Yeah, they have been able to re-sign Raheem a, Edwards. Are you well, training for question. Ryan Hollingshead? I, I think Hollingshead is a major upgrade. No, I think so too, but you might have already said bird in the hand yeah he's already contributed more offensively than Raheem Edwards has for sure well Raheem for LAFC but for the guys yeah yeah well that's yeah. what I'm well. saying I, I think the one thing about that game we're finally an MLS is finally going to be treated to a to a to a Carlos Chicharito battle we've been waiting whoa, hey, hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay I There's stand corrected in... I never said anything it never happened whole week in between you never know what could happen here fair enough but I mean that's, that's... gonna I have a very good point to say about that in stoppage time so that's glad you brought that up all right oh, okay so, so then I'm not going to be kicked off the show for mentioning that too. <laughs> but, and, listen, I prematurely uh, oh, all right, do, we have, do we have any guys if you have more questions bring them through Raheem let me, let me giving up a penalty to Andres let me let me dip back in but if you guys got more well, questions we got one from my MTB video he said Marshall Tucker band that's a good question can a DP spot be filled at any time or do you have to wait well, you do have to fill within windows. So yeah, this current right. window that we're in, I believe, is over May 5th. Um, now, you can talk more about how you can get guys out of contracts and how if a European team, uh, May 5th is what, with maybe two, three games left? They're probably right. not going to want to release a guy. Or though maybe they do. I would always say, like, uh, he's not available now, but let's say a Mesut Ozil-type character at Arsenal. With two or three games left, they would have been like, yes, please take right. it. Uh, so May 5th, that window shuts and then won't open again until, I think, July 7th. So... Between May 5th and July 7th, now you can negotiate, you can announce, 
but for them to show up and be registered for your team, they cannot in, in between May 5th and July 7th. Right. Answer that question. Thank you. That was very well put. The more you know. All right. I'll see you guys later. You <laughs> Just in closing about the uh, L.A. Galaxy game, Galaxy has been so good. What if they beat Orlando or at least stay and beat and they go to that game and doesn't get the result? It's not bust, but you know the players are going to feel it, and you're going to feel it in the city, and that's going to be a, a big uh, feather in the cap there for uh, the Galaxy. I do think, and this isn't like rocket science, winning that game means a lot more for this team than losing it. Losing it, I think, knocks you down a peg, but they'll say, hey, look, we're the, still the ultimate goal is trophies. Still the ultimate goal is to do well in the playoffs. However, if you win this game, that was, to your point, they never won there. They've obviously never won MLS Cup. Now if they can strike that off and go, okay, that's already off our list. Yep. And now as we roll into the playoffs, we know we can play in a hostile environment, one that used to kind of mess us up really badly. You know, That's the one thing about going there. It always seems like they are so up for that game, and it takes us a good 15, 20 minutes. I think we've dominated them in stretches in those places, but have never – just come out and steamrolled them. Not and not even just a scoreline. Just I mean, coming out there, hitting hitting your marks, winning yeah, we're your duels. Due. We're due. We're due. Yeah. And remember, no win last season. Yeah. No win last yep. season. Yep. Well, and think about the type of guys that they brought in, the type of guys that they're not going to be scared by this type of game, and they're they're going to be like, oh, you want me to go out there and, and make a hard a heavy tackle right. right away? Let's let's do it. That wasn't really Bob's mo per se. I think may, maybe it's time. Absolutely. Said, we're due. Absolutely. One more question here that we were going to read. Okay, Gerardo, who, who do we go after for a DP, another young South American talent or a proven bigger name? I'll leave it open. It seems like it goes South America. They have such good connections there. Although that well might be drying a bit because a yeah. lot of MLS clubs are going in there Ocundo to get Torres. not only DPs, yeah. but young DPs, yeah. real young DPs. So you have to, be, you have to comb through those, uh, those leagues a little better. My answer always depends on what you do with the big guy. Number yeah. 10, if Carlos comes back, then you've given yourself the ability to dip into that market and maybe get a younger player. But if but if Carlos doesn't come back, you you kind of replace. I think you got to go like. I don't know, not that bit. But if he does, we're just looking ahead because it's no. Yeah, you got to look at a 27, 28 year old player that that has done some things that you know exactly what you're getting. Um, that maybe comes from Europe. Maybe he is originally from South America, but that maybe comes from Europe. I think. I, I want to throw a name out there. It's just a guy I'd love to see. It's a big, strong striker. I don't know if Chicho is also Colombian. Miguel Borja. If not for LAFC, Ooh. someone. He's a little older, 26, 27. Played yeah. in Brazil a little bit. Scored a goal for Colombia in their most recent qualifier. He's the kind of guy I'd love to see. Yeah, I, I don't. Score a lot of goals. I don't necessarily have a name that I'd want to throw out, but a lot of those people they're thinking about. Oh, it should it be a, a defensive player? Maybe somebody on the back line? No. Major League Soccer's talent level across the board hasn't quite caught up with being able to bring in a top-level striker or even a top-level midfielder. So if we're looking, it's going to be in one of those first two lines. It's not going to be anything on the back line. Plus, do we even lines? need anything? On uh, no, and we're no, getting we're point. getting a, a DP type player in Eddie Segura back eventually this season too. So I, I don't think LAFC personally fills that that third DP slot anytime soon. That's a good take. I like that. I mean, if we're going to maintain being a seller's club, we're obviously not going to go after a proven name, but um, it would be nice to see somebody. And again, to your point. I mean, we point, can sell non-DP guys, it seems like, all day. Oh, True. by the way, Expansion Mansion, once again, huh. my top 10 DPs. <laughs> but, but, but to your point. Eddie Segura not on there, unfortunately, but maybe one day. One day. <laughs> to your point, though, it obviously it all depends on Carlos Vale. I would like to see a proven, a, a veteran who could obviously wield all the young guys together, especially if Carlos leaves. So, Anton Griezmann. I mean, yes, I wouldn't say no to that, obviously. <laughs> okay. I've been told I've been told to move on. I've been told to move on in my ear, which makes this the truest sense of stoppage time because we're like getting right to where we're supposed to be at. Right. So it's time for stoppage time. Uh, that is our chance to rant a little bit about anything of our choosing. And right off the top, 
John Scarf. John's, hi, John Scarf. <laughs> uh, Christian Phillies. Uh, oh, I love it. Uh, no, JR, uh, you, yeah. you were going to start us off with your stoppage time. What, what are you talking about? Yeah, there? so March 18th, 10 days ago, Kevin Baxter of Los Angeles Times tweeted out, LAFC's Korean experiment didn't last long, as we reported here on 110 Football, him being uh, the rights being transferred over to Chunbuk Hyundai. It is such a disappointing tweet by Kevin Baxter, and I'm calling you out on this once again, Kevin, because your responsibility is to cover the world's game in one of the world's most diverse cities and to do it for the paper of record in this city in such an irresponsible way by saying the Korean experiment. To boil down one player and all of their accolades and all of their athletic accomplishments to their ethnicity is a really dangerous thing to do for anybody to do, but somebody whose job it is to not just be colorful and inventive with their wordplay, but to be precise and careful with the words that they use. It's a little disappointing. It was 10 days ago that you also responded directly on Instagram with another article that you wrote about as if LAFC is trying to corner the Korean market, which included a pretty insensitive quote by the Seattle Sounders general manager Garth Lagerwey. I invite you guys to go read that quote. It talks about Korean players being industrious and hardworking. I don't know what that has to do with their ability on a soccer pitch, but here's what I want to say. Kevin Baxter, that wasn't a good look for you, and you've spent 10 days not responding to the Korean community. Yeah, sure, LAFC fans are getting a little bent out of shape, but it's the Korean community that deserves at least a response, if not even an apology. So, Kevin, please do better next time with your tweets. Can I put a finer point on that? Because I used to dabble a little bit in a little journalism. Sure. Um, I would say this, and I agree with a lot of your points, um, and I, I, I agree that anyone in the Korean community that, that feels aggrieved, especially the industrious comments, those are always horrible. Awful, anytime right? anytime yeah. we start to profile a player by their nationality, but I would say this, I think the, even the bigger problem um, that we haven't talked too much about with what Kevin said is the fact that we consider players commodities. When they move on, when they go, when, look, we say we buy and sell these players. Right. Um, now, that's, not, that's the system yeah, right now. Maybe we system. have to eliminate that system to have a real conversation. But right now we do buy and sell players. We, no, we buy and sell players. And I'm not, I'm not talking about the, the nomenclature of buying and sell players, but when a player moves on, we just think the experiment is over because right. they're just a thing. Okay. They're a cog in the wheel, right? But so I, I think we need to start looking at players as human beings. Sure. Not just their, and, and so that, their nationality is within that. Sure. That's what I'm saying. I think the bigger problem is the reason why he feels empowered to say something like that is because when something doesn't go right, we, the player is just another tool in the toolbox. You throw it out and you move on to the Agreed, next one. but when Mark Anthony Kay left, it wasn't the Canadian experiment ending. When certain other players left, it wasn't their nationality was put front and center. And I think that because of how still relatively unique it is having Korean players come over and be successful in Major League Soccer, that's why he needs to be even more responsible with using a term like that. Yeah. I, yeah, I just think the conversation is both. It's that, yeah. and we need to start th seeing these players because, yeah, a lot of times when they leave, the first thing we talk about is, oh, how do they replace him? Instead of, hey, I like that dude. He was yeah. a nice guy. Right. <laughs> like, come on. I th I mean, in, in a little defense of Kevin, it's, it's also something about how – you may approach how these things are reported. I, he re I'm sure he regrets it. It's a, it wasn't the right choice of words. Heavens, I've been in that situation myself. Uh, I, I'm sure hopefully he can get cleaned up here again. We can move on and, again, get away from he's that. He's had 10 of, days? Yeah, yep. he's had 10 days. And he, and he doubled down. Hey, Ke Kevin, to Scarf's point, uh, we invite you on our podcast. We'll, there it we'll, is. We'll, That's okay, where it's all we'll going to happen. Take care of the lift, the Uber Lux. Come on down to Defenders of the Bag. We'll even buy you your favorite meal, courtesy of the Scarf. Oh. Ooh. I didn't get a meal when I was on your yeah, podcast. What, 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 what,
All right, was, we're, we're, we're moving on to Max. Max, what's your stoppage time? We've touched time? on this a little bit, and uh, my stoppage time is don't look ahead to the Galaxy game. <laughs> LAFC is in Orlando. You've <laughs> got a great start up. going. Don't hit the hurdle before that one. And it applies to the Galaxy, too. They have a game at Portland. If they, and they're not expected to win in Portland, but if that doesn't go well, their season is in a, in a real dilemma, which brings it back to LAFC. You're going to face a Galaxy team with uh, a lot on the line because after a nice start to the season, they have been trending in the wrong way. So they shouldn't be looking ahead. The LAFC squad shouldn't be looking ahead either. I know it's tempting because it's potentially, if both these teams do well, that's why you don't have to look ahead, could be one of the biggest additions of this after it was a little lukewarm the last two years. The two LA teams missing the playoffs both look like they should be playoff teams, LAFC more than the Galaxy. But this is a, a spot you're coming from off an international break if you're the black and gold. And then you have the Galaxy game. They call it a trap game. I, I'm not not really in line with saying that because they know it. And, and this LAFC team is going to feel that. But just make sure you cover all the details so you have that showcase event. And we don't diminish it in any way with the form. It'd be great if they'd get there undefeated with a win in Orlando. Can Orlando be a trap game when they're they're better than the Galaxy? Yeah. No. <laughs> It's saying. a good team. It's a very good team. Orlando is team. a good team, so you definitely Playing in their part. You shouldn't be looking yeah. ahead of them anyways because I think they are a good team. We're all going to look well. ahead. We're all going to look ahead. But I'd say enjoy this because it's going to be on KCOP 13. Oh, yeah. KCOP 13. Max Bredos with, I Max believe, Bredos Warren Barton. Call? Warren Barton, Jordan Harvey will be there. We're going to have a great, good old, good old time. All right. And, and alternatively, you can have them on. And you can have 110 football for all the comments. We can have this whole second screen You have a experience. real party. It's going to be a real party. Yep. All right. Look, we have some we have some Galaxy intel here. That's pretty good for an LFC show. Does that mean we've made it? Galaxy <laughs> needs to start Williams over Depuy, Depew. Vanny needs to have a vendetta against Williams. Wow, what I would loaded. say is, is bring that energy to Expansion Mansion. This is the all LFC show, but sometimes that LFC energy comes a little too heavy into yeah. Expansion Mansion. That's when we really open it up, and I really want to be able to discuss all of MLS as Bring it on. a little bit more objective as we can. But I do love I do love the take, and to Max's point, uh, we will yes, talk we everything MLS in expansion. We have made mansion. it when we're really talking the game, and we feel like we can really do those type of things. All right, let's come on I, back. <laughs> stoppage time is getting really long. We're getting to Fergie time. Uh, <laughs> my stoppage time is, is somewhat in the line of Max's. Look, strap in if you're uh, if you're the liver of, of Philly or uh -oh. scarf because uh. the next couple weeks are about Yeesh. to get wild. We were only four games in. We got to take a little break. We're all riding high, saying we're top of the league. But let me tell you this: I've said that it's about ten games when you actually want to look at the standings. Yep. So. Here's the next, here's what gets us to 10 games. Away to Orlando, away to the Galaxy, home to SKC, away to Cincinnati, who are, look like they well. can actually play a little bit. It's like, well, it's like a carry away. Spoon, I'm just spoon. saying, home to Minnesota, home to Philly. There's a lot of playoff teams in there, and that Philly, home to Philly will be the 10th game. So it's a, this schedule is about to get wild. We are really going to know about our team in the next six weeks uh, and where they stand, and that's not just because of my little arbitrary 10-game uh, ability to look at the standings. It's literally the type of teams we're going to play. It's going to be a lot of different looks for this LAC team. So just strap in. It's about to be a lot of fun. Isaiah did not know. But Isaiah, you're welcome here. But come back at 4 o'clock. We can answer your Galaxy That's question. That's right. Yep. No, I, yeah, Isaiah, I, look. And you are look, good. My, my, my regard was more to the people that get upset when we talk Galaxy in the next show. If you don't we're like We're going to talk Galaxy in the next show. We are going to compliment teams when they do well. Maybe teams you don't like. I would say scarf can you could wear your uh, Xbox jersey. I, I no longer own it. Uh, I've purged it. Yeah, he doesn't. Isaiah, it's a bigger point. Isaiah, no, I was just saying the the expansion mansion. It's a show that MLS 
really, really needs. There's a lot of great LAFC content, and I think that we do a pretty good job uh, here. You yeah. guys do a great job. Uh, but the MLS content is is lacking. So let's let's be the first place that can will be the West Coast hub. I yeah, love it. Less. And look at Soccer USA. All good. Love the takes. And if you don't like the show, before you leave, do subscribe. And uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, Philly, you, you've got, you're taking us all the way up to the final whistle. Yeah, I'm going to end this sucker on a high note. And what I'm going to do, I'll say, is forever black and gold. And what I mean by that is you're going to have to go back to our 2018 draft picks, our number one and our number three pick. And the reason why I say forever black and gold is for the following reason. Number one, Joe Amatina, you got to start with the number one pick. Down in Orlando. They recently went over to, uh, to Carson to take on the Galaxy, and his caption on his Instagram or his social media was quite, was quite funny. He said, and I quote, a pleasure going into Carson to take the three points. But that wasn't it. If you go to the location, the location underneath his Instagram handle's name, it said not in Los Angeles, which, you know, that's sort of a nod, the joke, the tongue-in-cheek thing we have with, with the Galaxy. So that'd be number one. No, I don't think they're in on that joke. They are uh, not. <laughs> no, definitely not. And then yeah. you, got, you got Tristan Blackman. Now, Vancouver's had a tough time scoring goals this season. It was only Lucas Cavallini that had the goal. If it had to be anybody, thank God it wasn't Christian Dahomey or, uh, or anybody else. If it had to be somebody, it would be Tristan Blackman. And the cool thing about it, and you said it on the broadcast, he wasn't overzealous in his, uh, in his excitement for the goal. No, he tell. did not celebrate. He, you could tell he was, he was happy. happy. He should be happy. Yeah, yeah. He but that's a, that's a shout-out to the fans. Yeah, that's exactly. Like, which is why you love that. But it's not only just that. He had that Forza, Forza Mo wristband on him. So, obviously, a shout-out to the passing of Mo Fascio, which, you know, we, was the anniversary of his death. Like, that was – I love that. So, forever black and gold. That was both Joe Owls and Tristan Subtle Wave saying, hey, we got you. We still love you. And I really appreciate That's a that. good stop Forever time. black and gold, baby. I told you I would end the sucker on a high note. You did. You did. I wish I had a whistle so I could do the boop, 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 <laughs> like, final time. Mike drop. Yeah. Mike drop. That is a good way to end it. Thank you. Don't let one go to waste. Don't forget, we've got another episode of the Expansion Mansion in just a few hours. We'll see you there, Isaiah. For Pacific time. Isaiah, I expect to see you there. The whole crew is coming back. Only three games on the docket, but plenty to talk about, including my freshly updated DP power rankings. A lot of movement. You don't want to miss that. Who got into the top ten? Who's number one? We'll have a little World Cup qualifier talk as well. You'll want to be here for Max's DP rankings because <laughs> it's our chance to roast this man. Okay, <laughs> here's you the rest of your anyway. week here on the 110 Football YouTube channel. The debut of our newest show, Football Without Borders, is this Thursday at 4 p.m. We will dive into all things World Cup qualifying news, look ahead to the UEFA Champions League quarterfinals too soon for Juventus fans, and much <laughs> more. Friday morning, speaking of too soon, qualifiers, Italy, come on. Bro. Well, and speaking 4 of too Thursday, soon, yes. not 1 football without borders, 1 p.m. Yeah. Yes. Oh, 4, 4 p.m.? It says 4 p.m. Yes. yes. So the graphic is wrong. 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Yes. So you guys graphic didn't handle wrong. that one as well as that your stoppage great. time. Uh, <laughs> but also, guys, Friday morning, as Max <laughs> mentioned earlier, is our live World Cup draw watch party. So another great bit of content. That's at 9 a.m., though, so get your mimosas ready. Uh, we've got another watch party yeah, on bounce. Saturday as well. An LAFC watch party is a black and gold travel to Orlando. That's at 4.30 p.m. That's a lot of stuff. 4 p.m. Content all the time. 4, 4 p.m. Thursday. I love that. 4 p.m. Thursday. You guys are doing Was good that work Eastern here. Pacific? I'm oh, just messing with y'all. Oh, <laughs> this was a, don't even get me started. Not the best dismount. Uh, we've had better ones. <laughs> oh, Have we? Bad, bad, bad yeah. dismount. Have we? Well, that's the show. Thank you, guys. We will see you in a couple hours. This has been great. Thank you to all you guys again. Thank you. It's always a lot of fun. Hola, soy Diego Palacios y estás mirando Guantem Football.